This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, the last vampire on Earth. She could die. He can live forever. I am a podcasting vampire robot. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. And we watched a movie called The Last Vampire on Earth. Only I think the vampire was played by a robot. I think everybody was played by <laughs> not people. <laughs> uh, I have so many things to say about this movie. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Most of them involve monotone. <laughs> Uh, so, so uh, the first thing does, the first ah, thing. Rah, rah, rah. we're just gonna talk over each other chris that's what we're gonna do now yeah <laughs> let's what's the, what's the first thing chris well we get the hallmark of a quality film and that is a still shot with a voiceover yeah like a two-minute voiceover about how how unfairly vampires have been hunted throughout the ages and werewolves and other things. Yeah. Apparently pretty well too. Cause there's uh you know, just one now. Well, I mean, yeah, he is the last one on earth and uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like she was channeling her, uh, her inner Trumpian anger at uh, how the, the mistreatment of, the vampire middle class. <coughs> and then we, uh, we have a title sequence. And when your title sequence can't even be bothered to be legible. Yeah, that was the weird thing. Like the shots were in focus and clear. The, like the actual like written credits or like they upscale upsized a font like too big only they weren't very big like he's just like he's like well i have this like this like 4 bit font i'm going to just use this only i'm going to make it in letters that are you know, like an inch tall <laughs> yeah and it's not like we had some bootleg vhs copy of this i mean this is the what well, I assume is the the high grade one we got from the uh, the Amazon. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I don't know, like what the it, they looked like. They kind of were using like the Buffy, like titles, like the Buffy titles. You know, like you know the 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 font from the opening of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Not like where it says Buffy, but like when they show everyone's names. Only I think he thought maybe there was like a copyright issue. So it's like, well, if I just remove half the pixels around the edges of all the letters, then it's then it doesn't it doesn't violate copyright, right? It couldn't afford entire fonts. It could only afford no. half. <laughs> yeah, he could afford hell, not Helvetica. <laughs> Ain't nobody got money for serifs around here. <laughs> yeah. uh, so now we're at college, you know, in university. Town. Yes. Unnamed university in unnamed town in unnamed country. And we meet charming characters like jerk guys. Yeah. 
And skinny girl. Yeah. And uh, um, protagonist girl. Well, that was skinny girl. Skinny girl. That's skinny girl. And some other skinny broad. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to kind of calling her, we're going to call protagonist girl sugar by the end of this. And they're, uh, jerk kids are, are being jerky. Yeah. They're ostensibly in college, but it seems like the ages range in this movie from like maybe 20 to like 36 Yeah, for these college kids. Yeah. They're more jerky men than jerky boys. That's two wildly different things. If you Google it. Probably. <laughs> now I'm scared to Google jerky men. <laughs> uh, it's like, is that like really old gay dudes? <laughs> yeah, obviously. Okay. I, I don't see where the confusion was. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so then uh, the guy who's clearly going to be the vampire guy. I mean, it's it's real obvious. Yeah, even though this whole movie is very dim, he somehow manages to be pale. Yeah. And by dim, I mean, like, not only is it not lit well, but for some goddamn reason, around the edges of the, of the frame, the it just kind of, like, gets dark at the edges for no goddamn reason. Like, like, I don't know, like, let's just put, like, our circular cardboard filter, you know, border around around the camera when we shoot i don't know like i don't know what the purpose of that was so anyway vampire man shows up good old fallout boy yeah because of his magical eyeliner yeah that's how come he can go out during the day is the heavy amounts of magical eyeliner that he's wearing and they all uh head off to class oh no 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 he walks by and and Sugar goes, that was weird. And I was like, a, a dude like walked by, didn't even look at you or like, like pause or anything. Like a dude just walked past and you're like, that's weird. I'm like, I'm like, honey, you're not that hot that like dudes, every dude going by is going to turn and be like, oh, as he goes by. <laughs> well, maybe she thought it was weird that he stole his stepson's clothes to go to school in. <laughs> That might be true. Actually, you know who he reminds me of? Uh, we watched Legally Blonde the other day, and there is a character who like has a degree in Russian literature and like biochemistry and whatever else, and he's just like the nerdiest, quietest dude, and looks almost exactly like this guy. <laughs> so if if we have anybody who likes Legally Blonde, you'll know who I'm talking about. And they uh they head off to lit class. Yes. With uh Professor Old Man. Yeah. Professor Van Helsing. And uh you'll notice in this movie a strange audio issue. Well not a, but one of several. Whatever could you mean, Chris? I I'm not a professional uh filmmaker, but I'm pretty sure they were shooting this whole movie with like the internal microphone on this camera. <laughs> I don't know, Chris. What do you mean? That sounded perfectly fine to me. Or they ADR'd everything in a fucking gym locker. 
yeah. Actually, my, my first comment was, did, did they shoot this in the gymnasium and then just keep that audio? <laughs> and actually, uh, that may actually be what happened. It's as, possible. As, as will be suggested later in the film. <laughs> So Professor Oldman's like, hey, here Van here's Helsing. Do. Professor Van Helsing. So Professor Van Helsing. There we go. He decides that he can't, you know, in this literature class, that what they're gonna do is not concentrate on literature, but they're gonna rework Dracula into a stage play. And not even really rework. It's more like they're just going to read the book out loud while moving around a stage. <laughs> like there's no, cause I mean, I don't know if you've read Dracula or not, but most of Dracula is letters and journal postings and newspaper clippings and things like that. Like it's a very, you, you, you know, like, I mean, it's just, it's a weird thing. It's a weird book to be like, we're going to perform this book. Like, no, Dracula needs adaptation. And probably Gary Oldman. And uh, so, of course, old uh, Fallout Boy gets picked to be Dracula. Bum, bum, bum. Because foreshadowing or whatever. <laughs> because lazy writing. And Sugar is uh, picked to be, what's her head? Mina Harker. Yeah. Because love interest. Yeah, I mean, she's no Peter Wilson, but I guess she'll do. And um, we're retreated to a riveting scene after class with a bunch of people that can't act. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, so the best part is, so the professor explains to them that they're going to be doing a play, make a play out of this book, and it's going to be fun. And then the next scene is, is Sugar sitting on the stair with her stairs in the hallway with her roommate, telling her roommate how they're going to have to do a play out of this book and it's going to be, and they're going to try to make it fun. Yeah. Anytime anybody talks about the play they have to do, at least one person in the scene says how fun it's going to be. Yeah. Yes. And then, um, I don't oh, know. But you, stuff oh, happens. And, and then there was like, like bro dude who is, who is playing like Keanu Reeves character, you know, from Bram Stoker's Dracula. Only when he was reading the letter about the Carpathians and it was reading like this and you would think that anyone who was trying to act at all would maybe put some inflection in their voice. I mean, John Popper would not approve of this movie. Yeah, it it really makes you think that they made this movie... And sometimes when you hear these people talk, there's a guy in a room who is watching this stuff going, nope, that's it. That's the one that's that's staying in. Yeah. Like, I mean, like these people, half the people in this movie sounded like like in fourth grade when they made you read out of the book. Like that is what these people sounded like all the time, all the time. So then, uh. Good old Fallout Boy, he's leaving class, and he sees the local Bloodmobile, and by that I mean a minivan with a cross on it. Yep. And he uh, <laughs> strikes up a deal 
with the guy who runs the blood minivan. For how much money, Chris? A non-specified amount. <laughs> Somewhere between hey. 20 and a million dollars. Because at one point, we do see a 20. Yeah, he's like, I'll pay you for, I'll pay you this, I have this for you now, and you'll get the rest when you deliver it to my place tonight. Hey, how much do you make? Eight or nine bucks an hour? Here's a handful of non-sequential government money. <laughs> Five gallons of blood. I'll bring yeah. the, the rest later. How much is the rest? Shut up and bring me five gallons of blood. And the guy's like, that's not weird. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Uh, and then what? Fallout Boy and Sugar uh, start talking in the library? Yeah. And then they go to a coffee shop where the sign clearly says, Sit down. Go, please sit down. We'll be happy to serve you. As so they walk up to the counter and order coffee and a those. Uh, one of those yeah. as a pastry, a cinnamon roll was the technical term for that pastry. And but uh, it's riveting. Yeah. And then she asks him where he's from, and he says Greece. And uh, my in-laws are all Greek. <laughs> <laughs> and he definitely does not have a Greek accent. <laughs> also, his name is Aurelius, which is a uh, which some people may recognize from the Roman names, and uh, like you know, Marcus Aurelius, for example. And uh, and I'm like, hmm, yeah, he doesn't. I don't know many Greeks with Roman names, so. I'm not really buying his story. Also, he has no family, apparently. Mm-hmm. And, um... Okay, so here's the thing. The way this movie's structured, it it slams into black for two frames, and then it smashes you into another scene. I can't be bothered to try to put this shit into a chronological order, because they could hardly be bothered to put it into <laughs> some sort of chronological order. Yeah. Maybe we're gonna skip around a little bit. I'm yep. sorry purists out there, who are really into this movie. Yeah. Oh, and also she asks him if he wants to go to church with her at their kingdom hall. Mm-hmm. Which Chris, being the uh, theologian that he is, uh, recognized as meaning that she was a Jehovah's Witness. Mm-hmm. And at some point around this time in the movie, she to be like black jump smash slam cut into a nurse to draw him blood from her from sugar only when the nurse is talking like her whole body is like vibrating i was like i'm pretty sure that nurse has parkinson's i don't know if i want a nurse with parkinson's attempting to find a vein in my arm with a needle <laughs> yeah that's fair <laughs> you know i mean i i yeah I don't know, but and then then she asks like when the test will be ready and gets told some on some time and then the that scene's over. Like that scene is like a minute and a half long. Yeah, scenes scenes in this movie are a lot like herpes. They just come out of nowhere and then they're just gone. Like no rhyme or reason. Like that's because Chris doesn't understand how herpes works. I don't, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah. And then uh, they go to church, and her preacher, pastor, minister father um, 
I don't know what the what the term is for Jehovah's Witness. It's not pastor. I can I can tell you that. I think they're elders. Elders, yeah. I don't I don't know my Jehovah Witness terms. Sorry, um, and I can't be bothered to look it up. And he gives a long a speech about how like you know we should we should love with more than just our tongues. So apparently he's not a fan of cunnilingus and how we should, you know, practice things like, like agape, like, which is non-romantic love and philia, which is Greek for like brotherly love, except at least in modern Greek, agape has kind of been co-opted into romantic love as well. So I'm sure he was referencing the ancient Greek though, because he is a religious person and, uh, so yeah, uh, that's a the speech he gives. And then we are uh, we have the first dinner scene. Oh yeah, because they ask him to dinner, and he and graciously he accepts. Yes, because he's not one of those vampires that does vampire shit. Yeah. Also, he walks around in the daylight. Yeah, and, and neither dies nor sparkles. So it's dinner time, and we get to meet the rest of the family with Mom and Chad. Chad, who is overweight and, of course, makes a crack about eating Fallout Boy's food when he had too much at lunch and doesn't have room for dinner. Yeah. Because Fat Boy eats, ha, ha, ha. Oh, get it? Because he's fat. Oh, man. <laughs> uh. And so they ask Fallout Boy what he's studying in school. And he says hematology because he wants to cure blood diseases like AIDS and diabetes and the diabetes. Yeah. And that super angers Melvin, the preacher man. This is yeah, he, Melvin. That's <laughs> he's such a Melvin. Uh, and a. Uh, He's I haven't like, said that since 1994. <laughs> and he he lets him know right away that, hey, in this household, blood is a, a sacred thing. And you don't get blood transfusions or nothing. You just, if you need blood, that's too bad. Jeebus wouldn't have taken all your blood if you needed it, asshole. Jehovah. Yeah. Yeah, they're really weird about it. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, I guess that sucks if you get an accident and bleed out on the side of the road, huh? <laughs> uh, great dinner. I'm going to go throw up out of the side of my van. <laughs> and my response was, well, either he's a vampire or that was just really bad chicken. <laughs> yeah, and it's the weirdest scene because it just, like, he's at the dinner table, jump black smash cut throw up out of the side of the car, jump black smash cut. It's like a 20 second long scene. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. There's, there's no like build up to it at all or like, or like, you know, any kind of resolution. It's just like, and dude, just, just puke. Just, just puke. Okay, good. All right. Moving on. <laughs> uh. Moving on to blood delivery. Yep. World, uh, blood man brings in the blood coolers. Yeah. For a total of five gallons. Yeah. Gets the rest of his non-specified payment. Ask what's all the bloods for. Leeches, obviously. Yeah, because he wants to study the, the effects of different kinds of blood on leeches, which 
makes no fucking sense at all. <laughs> well, it's good enough for a guy who's selling five. How does a guy in a minivan get five gallons of blood? I wouldn't let that guy take my blood on a fucking bet. And how do you account for five gallons worth of blood? Like that shit's tracked <laughs> because they need to know, like if someone gets sick, where that blood came from. So it's all tracked. So like you can't just lose five gallons of blood and like keep your job. <laughs> I assume that he just like sells it at the flea market or something. <laughs> do you need to make blood sausage? Have some blood. He's got like blood, a bunch of old DVDs, some bootleg T-shirts. <laughs> Half chewed gum. <laughs> this is all stuff I found outside. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got this blood on Craigslist. <laughs> blood must come pick up. No questions. <laughs> Thirty dollars or best offer. Oh, <laughs> uh, so anyway. Oh, in his house. Oh, yeah. And Fallout's boy house apparently is made entirely of wood paneling because it was like, hmm, what can we do to make this house seem darker? (laughs) Yeah, you can almost make out details in these scenes. Almost. So uh, we get to see Sugar and Fallout boy. They start falling in the love. They hold hands. Yeah, there's a super romantic scene in which they don't know how to operate a water pump. No water comes out of the water pump, and Sugar Fake <laughs> drinks the fake water out of the water yeah. pump. Yeah, because I don't know if anyone's ever used like one of those old hand pumps like you'd find like at a family farm or something in Iowa. Not that I would know why you, you would find one at a family farm in Iowa. But if you uh, you take the handle and you move it a quarter of an inch forward, back and a quarter of an inch forward and a quarter of an inch back and a quarter of an inch forward... It's not going to pump anything out. You got to crank that sucker. Yeah. And it it truly does not pump anything out, but that doesn't stop Sugar from taking a big old swig. <laughs> and it is fucking adorable. I like to think that that was actually a metaphor for something else. Yeah, that's no, don't don't do that. That's <laughs> It's a metaphor. So uh they're uh, they're in love. They they walk down the dock. He doesn't throw her in for some reason. They uh they practice their little play or whatever. She goes to the doctor though because Sugar got to get her test results. Yep, well, got her got got them already, I guess because. Well, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes she got she got her test results and the drugs ain't working. Yeah, because it turns out she has the AIDS. Or at least the HIV. I think she's not quite to the full-blown AIDS point yet, but she's got the HIV. And this revelation comes literally out of nowhere. Well, I don't know. I kind of suspected something like that was going on, but there's like the only clues you get are, I want to cure blood diseases, like AIDS. And the and also her blood was taken for a test. Yeah. So she's uh she's down in the dumps a little bit. She uh ends up getting getting what I assume is AIDS sick. Yep. Yeah, she uh well first that's this is before this is after we have the second dinner at the family house where he once again is served fried chicken. Yep. 
Because they had a deal at KFC where you could get two family meals. <laughs> and instead of waiting to go to, the, uh, to his van to throw up, he just goes and pukes in the toilet at the house. And Sugar's like, are you okay? I heard you getting sick. Oh, we forgot the whole revelation. Oh, yeah. It turns out that he's a vampire. Yeah. And she figures it out because he gives her some stuff to read. Yeah, he put and, it off the internet or some shit. Yeah. And and this movie is so fucking dark that you can't tell what it is that's on the paper. All you see is like flashbacks to him like, you know, I don't have a family. I'm from Greece. Yeah. I'm pale. Oh, he must be a vampire. Yeah. Because <laughs> all Greek, mind, all pale Greek orphans are vampires. And this is a flashback sequence in a movie that is every fucking bit of 79 minutes long. <laughs> in case you got mixed up at the 20 minute mark when this revelation comes out. Yeah. And she asks him, like, are you a vampire? And he's like, if you ask me, I'll tell you. And she's like, I just I asked that, you, that asshole. Literally, I just said that <laughs> out loud <laughs> to you. And yes, he's a vampire. And she's like, how old are you? And he's like, 20 in his 30-year-old voice. And, and she says, how long have you been 20? And he's like, 2,028 years. <laughs> yeah. Uh uh, and she's like, oh, so you like were like, even around a long time, like, what about Jesus? And he's like, I heard him speak a few times. Yeah, which is a fascinating idea to me. I don't know why. I was like, that's that's a really weird thing to throw in, movie. All right. And I, I kind of like, though, that he doesn't say anything about, like, Jesus being, like, being, like, an actual divine figure or anything. Just like, hey, I heard him speak a few times. It's like, I don't know. Was he George? Was he like, was he George Carlin or was he like the son of God? Like, I mean, either one with that description. <laughs> yeah. Jesus is stand up. He had a tight five on kosher food. <laughs> uh, and then. Uh, but now we can go back to dinner, too. Yeah. The redaring. Yeah. Well, the upchucking, upchucking to the upchucking. And she's like, and he's like, are you okay? Like, yeah, you know, like that's one of the, the side effects of eating is throwing up when you're a vampire. And she's like, oh, well, I hope you feel better. And then she says something about him being a vampire. And then the cut to Chad sticking his little like pudgy face in through the door, listening in. And he's like, oh my gosh, he said he was a, they said he was a vampire. Let's go play catch. Yeah. Not only play catch, but play catch with a musical score that would make you think this is some kind of turbo fireball catch. Like <laughs> it is the least intense game of catch scored yeah. with the most intense music they could not have to pay royalties on to put in a movie. Yeah, and like Chad is totally like throwing it like a potato instead of like a football. I mean, like, I was like, dude, I can, I, I suck at throwing a football, but I could throw it better than that. <laughs> yeah. So off he goes in his minivan. Fallout boy, not Chad. Chad does not right. have a minivan. Nope. Chad's got loose lips though. Yeah. And he, uh, he lets it slide a few days later and says, mom, dad, I heard 
Fallout Boy say that he threw up the food. And they're like, no, that he's a vampire. Yes. And they're like, Come whatever, on, Chris. whatever, idiot. He's not a vampire. And he's like, but he threw up the food. And then, like, on a fucking dime, the both of them are like, oh, my God. Mom looks panic-stricken. Dad gets on the phone immediately and gets his fucking church buddies to form up a lynch mob, hunts yeah. down his daughter to confront her about her newfound vampire bow. Yeah. And she rats him out instantly. Yep. She's like, well, yeah, he's a vampire. But he's a good vampire. Yeah, he's not like well, one of those bad vampires you're always hearing about in the church so much that you guys have a fucking lynch mob ready at a moment's notice because apparently you guys train for this on the regular. Well, I, I mean, I think we, this movie has proven that Jehovah's Witnesses are really just a secret vampire hunting cult. Yeah, they are a shadowy cabal to be certain. Yes. <laughs> so they um, they do what any normal God-fearing people would do and abduct a man and take him to the woods to set him on fire. Yep, they literally tie him to a stake with wood piled up around him. But first, Sugar, Sugar's, Sugar's going to get a gun. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not not just any gun, Chris. What kind of gun is it? It's a fucking pantry gun. That's right. It is the gun from the pantry. Yeah. There's just See, shit's getting gun. real. In a pantry. <laughs> loaded just sitting there by the motherfucking cornmeal and shit. <laughs> just like a gun. There's a little fat kid running around this house that could grab this thing at a moment's notice. He's not real smart. Nope. And, I mean, he's already proven he'll shove just about anything in his mouth because he's fat, and that's what fat people do. They just constantly fill their mouths with things. Oh, get it? Because he's fat. <laughs> oh, man. that's That never gets old. So, uh, man, now we're treated to what I can only assume was the Oscar bake part of the movie. <laughs> Oh. Man, this speech. Yes, this speech. Oh, man. Hold on. Let me read the rest of my lines here, Chris, before I continue. Okay, yes, this speech. Chris, tell us about this speech. Oh, my God. So, basically, Sugar busts on the scene with the gun drawn and informs everybody that he's not a bad person. That he's a good person. And he just wants to help people. People with blood diseases. Like AIDS. And it might not mean a lot to them. But to people like her. Who have AIDS. It really means a lot. And if anybody's got a problem with that. She will fucking shoot them. And since she's dying. She doesn't care about consequences. And she does take a shot at a dude. I don't know if she hits the guy. I think she actually hits him. And I was like. And the whole time, my wife's like, just shoot them all. Shoot them all. <laughs> and then there's like, and one of, okay, so the, the cult of Jehovah's Witnesses includes at least one dude who has a lip ring. Yeah, it doesn't seem like the kind of guy who would be hanging out with a bunch of people here and are going to set a guy on fire in the woods. But but Jehovah's Witnesses, from what, I've, from what I know from experience, don't have lip rings. Yeah. And, you know... None of them that ever come to my door really gave me that vibe of, hmm, they'd have duffed a guy and set him on fire in the woods somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I lived next to woods 
answer the door in my boxer shorts when when they rang and they did not abduct me and take me to the woods and burn me. Yeah, and his boxer shorts said I am a vampire on them. Yeah. Pro- very possibly. Well, of course they never came back either, but you know, hey, win-win. <laughs> so uh they abscond from the uh the wooded area to face no repercussions from the possible murder that has just occurred. <laughs> or at least like the GSW that has to be reported to the police when they take him to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. So they uh they go back to uh Fallout Boy's place where they uh they have a touching moment where she explains how she got the AIDS. Yes. And she got and she got the AIDS in Africa. Yeah. And not because like you know, I don't know. She she had consensual sex with someone, or non-consensual sex with someone, or you know, used to be a used to shoot up drugs on the corner. Oh no, no, no! She got AIDS from when the clinic she was working in 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 Africa was attacked, and people were shooting, and some little girl was shot, and her blood touched. Sugar's blood, bloody wound, and that gave her the AIDS. And I'm not saying that's not possible, but I have a feeling that that method of transmission is probably rather uh, inefficient. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's real weird. It was a really weird way to make her still be some sort of chaste person. Yeah. And yeah, I was like, AIDS somehow. Yeah, it would be much more believable if she'd been like, I don't know, I got drunk one night and banged a dude. Yeah, it's college. I did some dumb shit. Yeah. But no, no, she is chaste and virginal and pure. So she got AIDS helping people. And uh, she asked Fallout Boy, hey, some of that vampirism, would that uh, would that cure my AIDS? And he's like, I don't know, probably, but I ain't going to do it, idiot. Yeah, I mean, you got the you got the AIDS. Like, who knows? I could give you vampire. You could get vampire AIDS instead. That's way worse. Yeah, it's like at least twice as bad, probably. So then uh, they go to the play. Cause In bare course, feet. Yeah. And I have a feeling that they did the play in bare feet because doing the play in shoes would have caused way too much echoing in the gymnasium they were obviously in while they were shooting the play so yeah i i will get credit that. for the set being the velvet rope and a chair that was really <laughs> amazing set design yeah. yeah well i mean like professor van helsing doesn't have money for props and shit <laughs> yeah this is literature not some kind of class about doing plays yeah Wait. so we're gonna do a play and um, in the the big climax of the the play where Dracula bites Mina, he uh really does it and turns her into a vampire. After, he turns her into a black and white vampire. After a really weird point where everybody watching it probably was confused when they audibly had a conversation about turning her into a vampire during the play. <laughs> Well, I mean, with the audio in this, it's entirely possible that no one else heard them except for us. Yep. And then they just turn to black and white still frame and then credits. 
Yes. And then I think Don't You Forget About Me plays over the credits. That's wonderful. It's it's touching. <laughs> so Chris, what did you think of this movie? You know, it's not it's not a good movie at all. I just want to make that clear up front. But I kind of like it. I don't know why I kind of like it. It's it's not very good. The acting is awful. It's technically not great, but I don't know. There's something about the confluence of all the badness that just makes it interesting to watch to me. Kind of a, kind of like a Troll 2 kind of a thing. I could totally understand if you think it's hot trash, but I definitely think there's a certain subset of people out there who would watch this movie and be like, no, I can appreciate these people... God damn, they gave their all. Their all was just practically none. <laughs> I I can't... It's weird. It's one of these movies where I enjoyed... I don't think I could recommend it. I'd say skip it as my official proclamation. But with an asterisk. That if you're in the right mindset, you maybe got a couple people sitting around. You want to drink some drinks and hoot holler at a movie for... 70 minutes or so you could you could do a lot worse than this hell i've done worse than this on this podcast yep what do you think mr troy russ ross applesauce (laughs) we need to talk you've obviously afflicted chris with some kind of stockholm syndrome (laughs) because this movie is just pretty terrible um I think I voiced a lot of my complaints during the our recitation of the movie. Uh, the acting was terrible. The audio was terrible. The videography, for lack of a better term, not even cinematography, the videography was terrible. Um, the writing was terrible. Um, the story was serviceable, but I mean, like this could have been a 30 minute movie. I feel like, and still done as much justice to the story as was done to the story. Um, yeah, uh, I did not like, would not recommend. But thank you anyway, Russ Ross Applesauce, for suggesting it. Yeah, I mean, say what you will. I don't like a lot of what he tells us to watch, but he tells us to watch some stuff I never would have seen otherwise. That's That's for goddamn certain. That's certain, and I just have a feeling like you've 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 started to crack now, Chris. You start to turn to the 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 dark side. Now I I will fully admit that I can't even properly vocalize why I, I liked it to any capacity. There's <laughs> that fucking speech she gives in the woods is, is so good. It's, it's so bad. It's like, so good. No, like literally, she sounds like she memorized six lines, says them, they cut away to a reaction shot, while she quickly pulls out her script and memorizes the next six lines and recites them with almost no inflection or like passion behind them at all, because she just learned them. So she hasn't had time to like practice saying them with any different kind of delivery. And then after she says those next six lines, six lines, they cut back to the group for a reaction shot while she hurriedly tries to memorize the rest of the speech. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, a, it's a terrible movie, <laughs> but I still kind of like it. 
It's not even good, bad, Chris. Like I like a good, good, bad movie. You know me. Like I've, I have suggest, I have said, yes, watch this terrible movie on this podcast before, but for the love of God, this is not a good, good, bad movie. Yeah. So this must be what the horror show hot dog guys felt like when they watched Carnage for the Destroyer. I feel like, yes, that one to me had more heart behind it than this did because those people at least tried to deliver lines with something approximating real speech or at least human human mouth noises these people sounded like i like a speaking spell <laughs> reading a script <laughs> oh man <laughs> oh so, uh, what if somebody wants to push me even further towards the inability to tell what's good or bad anymore? <laughs> How would they do that? Well, uh, you can contact Russ Ross Apple. Oh, no. You uh, <laughs> you can reach us on the Facebook where we are Slaughterhouse Princess. Uh, you can email us at slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we have a subreddit, which is r slash SHP podcast. We have a Discord server at discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com. Uh, you can reach us on Twitter at slaughterprince, which is slaughterprincess with no vowels in princess because they didn't give us enough characters. If we had 280 characters to do it, we would have been able to do it. And uh, let's see, you can find listen to us on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Music, uh, Podbean, obviously, because if you go to slaughterhouseprincess.com, it will take you to our Podbean feed, where you can also find all these episodes for download. And if you would like to support us in any way other than verbally and morally, you can go to patreon.slaughterhouseprincess.com and throw some dollars our way where we can do things like pay for hosting and beer and renting movies and strippers and Coke and booze. Mm-hmm. And I mean like Coke and rum. Yeah, that's the ticket. Yes. So what are you watching next week, Chris? We are watching the pilot to a Fox show called Werewolf. Yes, we. I, I apologize, Mr. Green. We we did receive your your request for Rose Red, but we unfortunately do not have time to watch an entire miniseries for the podcast. Um, so we called an audible, and I decided to make Chris and and maybe Brett, but most likely just Chris uh, watch. The pilot to a show that I remember when Fox just started up. Like we're talking like early X Files time. So uh, just to give you an idea of what that's going to be like, it's on YouTube. If anyone wishes to watch it, watch it. Wishes to watch it. That's hard to say. Um, so yeah, so that's what we'll be watching next time. I'm excited. I'm moderately curious. You should be trepidatious. I don't know if my opinion counts for much anymore at this point, though. <laughs> You've been broken, Chris. You're the sad shell of a broken man. Yeah, that's saying something talking about me.
It's a better love story than Twilight. Wow, 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 wow.